Hello, Kryptonauts, and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I am your host, Blockchain John, and today we have Kryptonaut Mike and Jake Jabrelli on the podcast to give you the top 10 daily stats and your crypto news of the day. With that said, make sure to go check us out in Discord to be part of the crypto community that we have going on with 500 plus members, and make sure to subscribe and hit the like button in YouTube. Or just listen to the podcast. With that said, enjoy the episode. Hello, Kryptonauts, and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I'm your host, Blockchain John, with my co-host, Jake Jabarelli and Kryptonaut Mike. How are you guys doing? It's been a while since we last talked. Uh, Mike, I know you've been traveling a lot. How's it been going, you guys? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. You guys, guess what? We're in October already, and Halloween's coming up. You guys have any plans? Yep. Handing out candy. Awesome. <laughs> Handing out, hey, make sure you get you hand out some Satoshis, all right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, man. Dude. That's, That's an idea, right? Idea. That's an idea. Hand out some crypto wallets <laughs> with lightning in it. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Oh, we, could, we could hand uh, out. We could hand out Dynamo coin. <laughs> Dynamo coin to the moon. Actually, Dynamo's been going up, man. I, if we get if we get a, if we get a moment, I definitely want to plug that in. All right. So All right. let's go ahead and get started with the top ten daily stats. Jake, if you may, please. Thank you very much, John. Okay, so Bitcoin is on the move. If you guys haven't been watching, and if you are watching on YouTube, we appreciate it. Uh, Bitcoin is at fifty-eight thousand. 271.70, a seven-day gain of 5.2%, and a market cap of over a trillion, one trillion dollars. I know you guys can't see put me putting my pinky to my, to my lips, but you know what I'm talking about. Uh, $1.098 trillion in the last seven days. It is up. Ethereum is in second place with 3648.02, a 1.6% gain, not very much in the last seven days, but a $430 billion market cap. In third place, Binance Coin with 466.68, a 7.2% gain, and a market cap of 78.3 billion. Everything's up right now. I don't guess we're gonna say it at the end, but you'll see. Cardano's in fourth place at 218, down a little bit uh, over the last seven days, 1.4%, and a nearly 70 billion dollar market cap, 69.96. Tether is in fifth place again, of course, because it is a stable coin at one dollar. 0.3%, but that doesn't really make any difference. And also nearly at $70 billion, $69.741 billion right now. XRP, Ripple, still in sixth place, 1.14 current price, 5.4% gain, and a $53.2 billion cap. Solana, sitting pretty there at seventh place still. Uh, it's still pretty far from fifth with you know, fifth place with Tether, but I honestly, pardon me, not Tether, but uh, Ripple. But it's... Uh, you know, it's about 10 billion away, so it's at 45.0 billion dollars, but a, also a slight decline. And if you guys are watching on YouTube, you can probably see that in the last seven days it's kind of heading down. Um, <clears throat> in eighth place, Potot currently at, at 41.46, a gargantuan 27.6 percent seven-day gain, and a 43.1 billion dollar market cap. Not that far from Solana, but uh, you know, Solana is kind of the newcomer here. In ninth place, USD coin, uh, again, a stable coin. No real movement, comp even compared to Tether, pardon me. 
uh, and a market cap of 32.8 billion. And then Dogecoin sitting oddly enough in 10th place, although it has been there for a long time, at 23.8 cents. It's losing some again, but it has come up in the last uh, 24 hours. The loss over the last seven days is 5.7% and a $31.2 billion market cap. Now, I know I've been mentioning the five after that, and I'm not trying to detract from any of the news we have coming up, but uh, Terra has lost a lot, and then uh, Uniswap has actually jumped back into the top 15 and pushed Avalanche out. So, But Shiba Inu, anybody who's been following Shiba Inu is also doing quite well still, although it has come down in the last seven days a bit. Um, it's... It's still interesting to watch these coins that are just, just outside the top 10 and where they're going to be going in the next, let's say, three months before the end of the year. So before we're done with this, make sure you uh, you get your uh, – actually, let me just tell you. The, the total market cap is $2.49 trillion, very, very close to the old record of $2.63 trillion. We're probably going to pass that by a lot in the coming – months and years i wouldn't even i i'm not going to make a prediction but i wouldn't be surprised to see it past three trillion before the end of the year so if you haven't already please click on over to that jar of candy in the top uh of the bar and pick up your candies for the day john do you have that i do what happened someday there, there it is <laughs> and he got the plus 60 <clears throat> and then and tomorrow he'll get 100 so uh, keep collecting your candy so you can get more rewards and or possibly NFTs like you guys saw us do a couple of weeks ago. So as, as that is, like I said, I've already said what the top market cap is. We're going to head over to the news with Mike. Do the plug real quick, if you don't mind. Oh, my, you're right. I'm My bad. Completely forgot about that. No worries. <laughs> Segway backwards. Uh, if you guys, as I mentioned before, I think that's because I said YouTube earlier. If you really appreciate our content, please like and subscribe if you're on YouTube. Check us out on Discord and Reddit. And if you want to support the platform, please donate via Bitcoin, Ethereum, Binance, or Basic Attention Token, otherwise known as BAT. All links in the description below. Below. All right, so Mike, I'm sorry to cut you off. <laughs> no worries. All right, so the first article on Decrypt is about Ethereum rival Polkadot and their milestone with Parachain and a 25% surge in price. Um, so basically, it looks like just a chain update for Parachain, up 25%. Nothing too special about this article. Okay. All right. There's a lot of a lot of changes with Cardano and Solana, right? Um, yeah, and those, those are actually both in the article. Kind of makes me wonder if they use all these words so they say they can have it for SEO purposes. <laughs> We're talking about Cardano and Solana falling while Dot comes up, which if this was really an article about Polkadot and what it's doing, like, why is that relevant information? Mm -hmm. But anyways. That's a good point. That's a good point, yeah. All right, let's go ahead and to the next one then. Uh, let's see, what do we have here? We I have Visa to help creators. Visa to help creators, small business, learn about NFTs and crypto. Written by Andrew Hayward. Uh, let's see. Visa made a big splash in the NFT space in August when the company purchased a CryptoPunks NFT avatar for about $150,000 worth of ETH. The mark and the market demanded uh, demand for punks exploded soon thereafter. Now the financial services giant wants to bring greater awareness of NFTs to even a larger audience of creators, thanks to a newly launched initiative. 
Today, Visa launched an NFT-centric program in partnership with noted crypto artist uh, Micah Johnson, the creator of the NFT character Aku. Together, Visa and Johnson aims to help creators and small business owners better understand how NFTs work and how they can use blockchain networks and cryptocurrencies to create and sell digital work. All right. I, uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? I think it's a good thing, man. It's nice to, to see big names, you know, I guess not pulling rank per se, but, you know, promoting more stuff. But it really, I mean, I'm not trying to say that this article is explicitly a Visa ad, but it kind of feels like, but at the same time, it's promoting things. So it's like, I'm all for NFTs. Not, not that I own very many of them. So but, if, Visa, uh, if Visa makes it more easily accessible for the, the masses to buy NFTs or anything blockchain or anything crypto related, that's that's right. a that's a win win, man. If Visa jumps on win. this, that's a win. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that definitely. Especially for sharding, because if anyone's going to figure out sharding on Eve, it's going to be a company like Visa. Like, like I like the technology, but we're going to make all the servers our own servers, and it, yeah, it can only be a good thing when money like that gets involved. All right, cool. So going on to the next article, we have non fungible joking. <laughs> Yeah, basically comedians getting to this uh, NFT scene. Hannibal Burris comedy NFTs are launching on Flow. And if you guys check out that little article, you can see a couple, bunch of comedian faces. Amidst the spring... Oh, this is written by Edward Hayward. I didn't say it already. Amidst the spring initial NFT market boom, NBA, NBA Top Shot proved that there was a market for selling video clips as blockchain-backed collectibles. Now, the, slant, the same Flow blockchain platform that powers Top Shot will be used to release stand-up comedy clips from popular comedians such as Hannibal Burris and uh, Maria Bamford. Um, I also saw, what's his name, uh, Pete Holmes in there. Crypto startup Jamb, J-A-M-B-B, was founded last year to release digital collectibles and today revealed more of its plans while announcing a $3.5 million seed round the red this round was collect was um, co-led just threw me off co-led by Arrington Capital and Am- Amnimoca Brands, the latter firm a leading player in the growing NFT game space. Flow and Top Shot creator Dapper Labs also participated in the round. Gem will be will take a similar approach to NBA Top Shot selling packs of video highlights that can be collected, resold, and displayed via a flow-based marketplace. Not super cool with that, but eh, still in, it's still um, NFT stuff, right? The firm plans to launch its first pack of NFT collectibles in early November, starting at about 20 bucks a pack, along with uh, moments captured from stand-up com- uh, comedic sets and packs will include behind-the-scenes video clips, I would like that, outtakes, also like that, and more. According to the Jam website, each collectible clip will come in multiple rarity levels, including exclusive single-edition FTs that are bundled with perks like event tickets or even IP rights. Ooh. And if, uh, you know what? It's actually kind of cool because I'm personally a big comedy fan and I really like certain comedians. I honestly hope that... Um, if the comedians themselves aren't into in, in NFTs enough, and they just want to go with you know, with Flow itself, uh, or Jam rather, I think that's cool. But I think that they should also consider doing it on their own to some degree. Um, obviously, Jam's gonna gonna take some of the um, cash on this. 
obviously everybody's getting into is doing the same kind of thing but to me it's it's just cool because is comedy particularly if you watch netflix is like huge right now mm -hmm. so i can see why they're getting into this but what was go ahead go ahead mike what'd you say mike no always was always was huge mm -hmm. Yeah. See, so, see, what um, did I mention on the last podcast that I was on? That IP rights—that's going to be a big thing. It's going to keep going. And it's going to be more compounded, um, and get, which is a good thing. I like that. I like that that they're doing that. That's amazing. Uh, I've never bought a pack. I never bought a pack myself, but I'm kind of curious how uh, packs uh, are compiled into, like, wrapped together. Like, I'm assuming like there's five NFTs in a pack. Let's say, for example. Uh, I, I, I want to know the technology behind that and how that works. Obviously, it's a smart contract, I'm assuming, right? Probably. Yeah. Hope so. Right? <laughs> it's a website. It's a Canadian yeah. website. It could have gone either way. It could have meant they're using Flow and the content is on Flow, or they're using a paywall and the paywall is Flow. So it wasn't that sure. NBA, NBA Top Shots got way more into it on how they're going to use it. But, yeah. Yeah. This, this is exciting to me because I, I never really had a, a super interest. You know, all these people buying like Board 8 Yacht Club um, or CryptoPunks or stuff, they're like, oh, yeah, I can change my avatar. I'm like, I don't give a flying thing about that. Um, it's just a picture. It's just a simple picture. I realize there's clout and, and people are like, oh, look how much I paid for this. I don't give a crap how much you paid for it. I mean, I realize you can resell it because it's unique, but to me, the, the, the value is in the content. And this is valuable content to and, me and I love that, comedy and that's another thing that i mentioned that i wouldn't mind like exactly that's what i, I mentioned the last time that uh, photos I, I don't really care about but if it was a movie if mike can yeah. make a movie on nft then i would definitely buy that yeah just like your book buy his book Remember buy my book buy, book. <laughs> buy my book there's content in there <laughs> just nfts all right yeah good mike speaking of uh, ip rights on blockchain i just got an yeah. email that Hydera's doing a IP for cannabis genetics. <clears throat> Beautiful. Ooh. Beautiful. Ooh. Yeah, right? We're having wow. some kind of webinar at the end of the month on the 28th. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And that's uh, that's one of our one of our guest speakers that's going to be coming on the podcast here, uh, I believe, in a few weeks, that's going to talk uh, about um, uh, privacy rights on Hydera. Is that so, before the twenty eighth? Um, I can't say right now until we uh, we can confirm that our guest speaker will be on that particular day. Ah, yeah, yeah. All right, go ahead, and take the next one, Mike. Sure. One sec. Oh. Bitcoin bullets. Okay, so the next. Next article is Bitcoin Bullish, and this is by Jeff Benson. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely bullish on Bitcoin right now. But in summary, uh, CME is attracting a larger share of Bitcoin futures trading actively in October. And Arcane Research says an indicator of bullish sentiment towards uh, industrial traders. Did an NFT go through? You guys know? Uh, is there a Bitcoin NFT? I mean, yes, yeah. Well, it's, it was it was smart contracts are available on Bitcoin now. No, sorry, you know, I meant that was Stacks, right? Yeah, Stacks was it. Stacks prices. Oh man, their crypto prices jumped up leaps and bounds. It's insane yeah, it how high it went up. 
I just... up like five thousand bucks today. <clears throat> really? Crazy let me let me go. Stacks has gone up. Let's go check that out. Yeah. Stacks. Eight thousand dollars. Stacks. Stacks number sixty-five. Uh, Two point three billion market cap right now. They're up 64 percent in the last is, seven. Is days. this the one? It's STX, right? STX. Yeah, they're sixty-fifth place as of right now. Wow. Yeah, That's doing crazy. Very well. Yeah, well, of course, man. Of course. Bitcoin, bro. Bitcoin. $2.25 for those that are listening. Mm -hmm. so. Yep, so this article is basically giving stats on the price of Bitcoin recently, saying, you know, as high as $57,000, and a month ago it was only 40000 mm-hmm. which is crazy because the year before it was 40000 I think it was like 13000 something like that. That's crazy. Okay. People, Very good but people don't yeah. people don't understand when you when you stack stats on hodl man like that's like i'm not just saying <laughs> that for for to to be a meme or anything that's like the reality man you're gonna be a lot wealthier if you just stack stats on hodl it's not that difficult literally buy your crypto especially on celsius wallet dude buy your crypto on celsius you're paying the most affordable fees on the crypto market and you, you let it sit in your wallet you leave it there in your celsius wallet and every single monday you're, you're earning interest and you, they pay you out every single monday and that's a beautiful thing you're about to go to work guess what Cha-ching! you got your crypto yep. payout in bitcoin yep. wake up to that every monday i really appreciate yeah. it yeah and it's not you, you definitely you, need an article or some kind of podcast about celsius by the way for those that are listening and watching we do have a referral link below in the description all right cool on to the next one do i take the next one i think i take the next one yeah you think you're next oh man okay nfts will be key to accessing metaverse and beyond for many the term nft conjures images of digital artworks and collectibles tied to what seems like inordinate sums of money but the digital art frenzy reflects a compelling use case it is hardly the only thing going for the NFT sector. The road ahead is full of opportunities for hobbyists, uh, enterprises, and investors that will hasten NFT adoption and usage. And chief among them is NFT-controlled access, particularly to the metaverse. The metaverse represents the sum of all processes and protocols that power the internet and the emerging Web3 and are co- co- coalescing into a central and interoperable space. In this future realm, communications, finances, game worlds, personal profiles, NFTs, and more are are all a part of a larger online experience. While the metaverse parallels the real world, it is also an extension of it. Things like augmented reality can bridge the gap between everyday life and the happenings of the internet. And all of this comes under the umbrella of the metaverse. How do you enter the metaverse? Question mark. NFTs, of course. The metaverse and NFTs have become almost. Uh, how do you say that word? An, 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 analogous. An, analogous. And analogous. One of the reasons for this is the explosion of NFTs in the blockchain gaming. For many, the metaverse will materialize through virtual worlds and inoperable games are an obvious vehicle for this. Real-life identities tied to digital avatars are just one way that the NFTs provide access to the metaverse. Let's see. One of the first instances of NFT-controlled access was in 2019 at the inaugural NFT.NYC conference. The event allowed entry using an NFT-based ticket 
along with VIP dinners and even an opportunity, opportunity to display a custom message on the Times Square's billboard, because why not? While a, while a crypto conference in New York could hardly be called the metaverse, a precedent was set. With the genie out of the bottle, various projects and games are rushing to capitalize on the intersection between the metaverse and NFTs, and they're promising to transform the way we interact online. One example is Decentraland, with its limited number of land tokens that denote ownership of the metaverse real estate. <clears throat> In a similar vein, NFTs may come to serve as the deed to a virtual property as well as the key, allowing the owner exclusive access to enter that location in the metaverse and the ability to grant access to others. The smart contract features of the deed slash key NFT makes it easy to sell the house to another uh, denizen of the metaverse, conferring ownership of the property and all the access rights that come along with it. Taking this notion even further, NFT-controlled access could span a range of use cases, including VIP access to real-life events such as conventions and festivals, as well as those occurring within the metaverse. They could even be used for airdroppings, branded merchandise, or allowing special access to fan-only content, open, uh, opening up an entirely new avenue for fan engagement. That's... That's that's pretty cool. Like just think of that. That's like that's the reality we live in now. This is not the future. This is now. Right? I wonder what chain nft.nyc was using. Yeah, I I always ask that question too. Yeah. I'm also wondering about Go ahead, Mike, sorry. Go ahead. Mike. No, I was saying it's interesting that they didn't put what chain they were using in the article. They always do that. I noticed that. We read we read articles so often, and, and that's always the one question I have. It's either who wrote this article and, and what a blockchain are they using? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one of the things I thought was interesting about the, what you said earlier was about the uh, access, custom access to conventions and festivals. I keep thinking about our, you know, the, the people who have been guests on our show, and also we have a, a ton of people who have signed up for the next X number of, of uh, interview or you know what's it called interviews that we're doing podcasting yeah but for the future of C3 Media's you know eventual C3 Media conference mm -hmm. <laughs> whenever that actually step happens C3 uh, we could have you know the people who own the C3 Media token as the access to that conference so. Yeah. Or what if we had a like swag booths where you could pay in C three media? Oh, dude, that would be awesome. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's sell. Let's sell C three socks. Super down. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so freaking awesome. So, all right. Yeah, there's Excellent. a lot of possibilities coming up. Take that. All one. right. Oh yeah. Uh, just for everyone's uh, notifications, we didn't make note of it. The last article, and I know I I forget this all the time. Was uh, Shrey, uh Shreyana uh, Singh was the person who wrote the previous article. Oh, so yeah. this current article I'm going to be reading is from Andrew Azbikov. Mike Novogratz, uh, Brian Armstrong take aim at Jamie Diamond Diamonds. Diamonds. Diamond. Diamonds. Diamond. Diamonds. Sorry, Jamie Diamonds. Uh, Bitcoin criticism. 
Sounds like a cat fight. Jamie Dimon, the chairman of C and CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase, has once again sparked a backlash from the crypto community over his statements on Bitcoin. Ha ha ha. Oh, he didn't say that. Speaking, speaking at an Institute of International Finance event on Monday, Dimon called Bitcoin worthless, stressing, however, that JPM clients disagree and that even though JPM can't custody Bitcoin, it can give its clients legitimate as clean as possible access to crypto. Yet it, it was Diamond's questioning of Bitcoin's 21 million uh, supply cap that caused the rival ire. Satoshi Nakamoto, the pseudonymous inventor of the world's first cryptocurrency, capped the number of Bitcoins at 21 million, meaning there will only ever be 21 million coins in existence, with their all mind. Bitcoin's limited supply is viewed as an advantage compared to fiat currencies as it keeps the cryptocurrency scarce, theoretically ensuring that its value holds steady over the years. It's for this reason that Bitcoin is often framed as digital gold, a store of value investment. Store of value investment. In, I'll, I'll just challenge the group to one other thing. How do you know it ends at 21 million, asked Diamond? You all read <laughs> the algorithms. You guys all believe that. I don't know. I've always been a skeptic of stuff like that. Like, I'm, I'm sure he doesn't understand math either, being the uh, no, you know, CEO of every huge financial industry company. <laughs> he's, he's just used to a financial structure where you could put any number you want into a spreadsheet, mm -hmm. and there it is. Yeah. Exactly. Like, look, this, this is our books right here, our obviously fabricated books. Mm -hmm. yeah. Anyways, uh, yes, I read it, and then I wrote it, coding up on our own Bitcoin node to make sure I understood it. And then there's a tweet from Brian Armstrong saying exactly what I just said. Armstrong went on to say that CEOs without a science engineering background, ha ha, <laughs> are going to be at the disadvantage in the coming decades because software is eating the world, changing every industry. Luckily, the tools learn uh, to learn. <clears throat> Luckily, the tools to learn it are available online for free. Just Google it, bitch. Oh, mm -hmm. And <laughs> are getting better and better. It's accessible to almost anyone if they're willing to put power through it and at least learn the basics he added okay hold on let me let me plug in a website before i forget it's one of the best websites that i recommend for anybody starting into crypto that wants to wants to learn solidity at the easiest easiest way possible and free by the way and that's literally you go to crypto zombies search crypto zombies in um in, in google and or uh ask jeeves and uh, you'll be able to find <laughs> You'll <laughs> be able to find uh, the website. And it's just it's it's easy, simple, and you can work with that. It's awesome. And for those that don't know, Solidity is a programming language that's like really in there for Web three finance tools. So I mean, you can't really predict the future 100%, but pretty sure you know in the future, decentralized finance is going to run on Solidity. There you go. All finance, really, that, all web finance. And that, Mike, is called Two Satoshis of the Day. Yeah, that's <laughs> definitely the Two Satoshis. Probably worth a lot more than $2 at this point. <laughs> Michael Slayer, uh, Saylor, excuse me, the CEO of MicroStrategy, also weighed in on Diamond's remarks by noting that the critical question faced by bankers and investors worldwide is, do you understand Bitcoin? Apparently not. Mike Novogratz, the CEO of Galaxy Digital, meanwhile, looked to be pretty puzzled by Diamond's statements. <clears throat> so strange for a man who has done a brilliant job running a giant bank, 
His answers around Bitcoin are sophomoric, and he keeps doubling down on them. Why does this sound familiar like some blonde-headed guy that used to run the country? <clears throat> Despite Diamond's well-documented skepticism in September 2017, he even labeled it as a fraud. JP Morgan itself is no stranger to digital assets and even collaborates with several crypto, crypto companies. Last year, the investment bank approved banking accounts for crypto exchanges, Coinbase, and Gemini, while also establishing Onyx, an umbrella organization for its blockchain and digital currency initiatives. I felt like reading the whole thing just because I feel like the more ridiculous criticism we can throw at Diamond, the better. So we, need to, we need to call him out as an idiot. Um, and maybe he's just playing the dummy, but... You know how to make Jamie Diamond love Bitcoin more than Michael Saylor? Wow. You make government bailouts in the form of Bitcoin. Ah. Uh, <laughs> nice. Ouch. Yeah, nice one. Wouldn't it be crazy if we live like in an alternative universe where we get to see two universes and and at this point all the miners in the world that 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 are that are uh, mining Bitcoin decided uh, con- uh with the consensus that they're going to fork Bitcoin and create a unlimited supply of it. You mean a fork? Yeah. <laughs> Did we already do yeah. three of those? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of forks, but yeah, with, know, a, with an unlimited all, all with, those forks go upstream. To with with thing, with though. with an unlimited supply, though. Isn't that? Um, come on, come on! No, 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 no. Yeah, definitely he was dollars, but it's uh, it's Grin. it's no, nope, right? it's no, nope, it's uh, keep going, keep going. It's Dogecoin. Yeah! 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 Damn, I applaud you for that. All right. That's what it is. Right. I was, I was trying to figure out some other point I was thinking of, but Doge was the one that came out right after Bitcoin, or almost right after. So That's the one that's 10000 a minute, sometimes more, right? Crazy, bro. Crazy. Yeah, if you look at their market cap in, in, in CoinGecko, it shows the infinity sign. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Does it really? Yeah. Yeah, it really yeah. does. It shows infinity. Yeah. The Mobius. That's great. Oh. Alright, so who's next? Am I next? So, uh, ne- next oh, article, yeah, it's me. Um, yeah. Australia, I, Australia eyes new criminal offenders. Uh, tougher penalties on ransomware attacks. In brief, Australia is set to impose new criminal laws, tougher penalties on ransomware attackers. And the decision comes after record-setting levels of ransomware attacks in Australia last year. I mean, yeah, obviously. Sorry. <laughs> I just I think it's funny that like the the country that's kind of known for like really hardcore criminal laws is now being like oh yeah ransomware too that's just full yeah. full blanket everything yeah that's sure. where all the criminals live right that's where they sent them during the 1700s so Australia's just a land of criminals wow <laughs> hey criminals and prison guards <laughs> there you go uh, yeah so it, basically hackers will face new criminal uh, offenses and tougher penalties for ransomware attacks, according to the Australian. The news follows an operation by the Australian Federal Police to curb record increase in ransomware attacks in 2020, which reportedly cost the Australian economy $1.4 billion. Wow. It would be interesting to know where are these attacks coming from? Are they coming from, you know, outside countries that are seeing them being vulnerable? North Korea. Or is it these citizens that are now can't work, can't do anything, that are stuck at home being like, you know what? Might as well just rob the federal government. 
Yeah. If I can't wait. I mean, it's not that difficult. You know, they're, like, is it inside or outside? <clears throat> their password is so simple. It's either going to be password or one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, it, it is shocking how many large companies have their password as password one. Yeah, oh. <laughs> I actually worked for a company that got compromised. Like, thankfully, no one did anything, but they noticed someone got into their systems, and they changed it and fixed it. And afterwards, they were like, "Yeah, our password was password one, <laughs> capital P." Wow. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. No. Um, it's good that Australia is going into ransomware attacks. Personally, I think you know ransomware attacks should be right up there with murder, because if you can kill a business and you can kill infrastructure that's supporting a community, that that's pretty bad. So I, I'm all, yeah, I'm all for like strong ransomware. Mm-hmm. Attacks. I mean, a lot of people. And like I, maybe I, I'm biased because I'm never going to commit a ransomware attack, so I'm like, screw those people. But. Uh, no. no, but it does. It does hurt the economy. It, it does hurt global economies. Like keep keep. Do you guys remember last? I think it was last. Yeah, it was last year when uh, Twitter got. It was last year, right? When Twitter got hacked. Yeah. It was no, last, was that the before times? I think that was the before times. Hmm. Well, whatever. I I but right. it, it's it's one of those things that obviously there's there's ransom there's ransom ransom bleh, ransomware hackers out there that can easily destroy. Uh, um, uh, m- Corporate media, yeah, more yeah. corporate media companies out there like this, and that's why I'm I'm so for decentralized networks. That's so difficult to hack. Obviously, you can hack the code if the code has not been properly written. But if you if you have a strong code, it's been it's been you know um, audited multiple times, and it's it's good to go. And you put that on the main net, and it's it works flawlessly. Then it's basically almost impossible to hack it obviously there's always a slight possibility but in comparison to a centralized network where you can just you can ddos it over and over again with enough network attack then you can easily get into it right in comparison to something that's decentralized um i wouldn't put everything on decentralized decentralized is more against things like governments and things like um corporations obviously corporations do try to be global but they're still central entities. I think the the this is just my opinion right off the bat. But thinking of this, we, we're putting an awful lot of emphasis on DAOs and on decentralization of function. It does break up the the uh, vulnerability to some degree. But just because we don't know how to hack crypto networks right now doesn't mean something's not going to be invented to do it. Right. So yeah. There's going to be vulnerabilities. We're going to have to keep working to make sure they're not vulnerable. Not just rely on the on the the hope and the prayer that there's some amazing geeks out there that just know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. So you get, <laughs> there's a lot of code out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. As time goes, there'll be more code. The, the more biggest code, the, more the, the biggest threat for blockchain right now, especially uh, SHA two five six or a- anything SHA related, or actually any anything uh, script related, is uh, is is uh, quantum computing. That's supposed to be the biggest threat to. Uh, to destroying basically a blockchain networks because uh, quantum computing can easily decipher um, these these codes or so they say but it's supposed to be as of right now it's technically possible but it's going to cost pretty much the the global uh, the global economy's money uh, to 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 make that happen so it's not even worth yeah, it right and now even then even then it probably wouldn't happen because what's the incentive 
crush right. the economy. I mean, yeah. if you got a quantum computer, well, I mean, you're like that's... right up there with battleships in space. Well, do you remember so when why it... not make it run your battleship? You got to keep in mind that there was an era early on, especially right at the beginning of of, of uh, Satoshi Nakamoto, when we had uh, anarchist and, and anonymous out there, which literally like that's what their goal was, right? To sh- to crash to crash world economies, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, that was 2008. Yeah, but those aren't like you know billionaires or trillionaires, or... right? Regardless, if they had access, you know, you're right. That's why it's not going to happen anytime soon. But as yeah. quantum computers become more affordable as the decades come, because it's going to be decades and decades down the road, we're talking, I'm, I'm seriously talking about 100 years down the road before anybody normal, any normal human being can get access to quantum computers. Uh, but most of the Bitcoin's already been mined. Right. And yeah, exactly. 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 <laughs> yeah. But, but, but by that time, hopefully within the next 100 years, there's already been a proof out there that's supposed to uh, protect against um, uh, quantum computer attacks. Which there's already uh, a thing out there. There's a coin out there. I believe it's it's quantum. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm, you're wrong. Wrong? I think that's what they want. They want to become quantum resistant when that happens, but they don't know how to become quantum resistant yet. Right, but that's the goal, right? So at least at least there's a project out there striving to do that, and they have a hundred years to figure that out. Yeah, world peace is a goal too. Yeah, I was going to say, you're getting way off into the weeds on this, but at the same time, it kind of sounds fun, futuristic. So I was thinking, what if someone crashes the economy and then just literally destroys the concept of money altogether? We have to, this is a big stretch, but I was thinking, wow, we we could move into the into the Gene Roddenberry's, Roddenberry's prediction of the future where we have no money, no one. Everybody works for the greater good. I know that sounds very hippie, but <laughs> um, that's where you get soil and green, right? Soil and green. Yeah, I wasn't thinking about that, but I was just thinking it would be really. I won't go into it now. I'm going to talk about some of the. I like the crypto chill on chat, but I'm just. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> All right. Uh, Next. Well, let's, let's, let's move. On. Let's move back to the to the concept we're trying to get in with the news. Next news article uh, written by uh, Stephen Graves. Intel won't limit crypto mining on new Alchemist graphics cards. What? That's good to know. Let's see here. Intel I mean, has, good. yeah. Sorry, I was going to say, as you know, they're they're third in the pecking line. Yep. So if they can just do something to put themselves up there, well, let's see what they have to say here. Intel has revealed that its forthcoming line of graphics cards won't include software or hardware restrictions on cryptocurrency mining. Yes, I'm literally saying yes, like yes, two thumbs up, yes, because that's mm-hmm. been the biggest issue with. Um, with all these big, bigger uh, uh, GPU companies out there, that they're literally putting blocks on crypto mining, which is stupid, right? That's the reason why they were so profitable. They made billions upon billions of billions of dollars because th- these miners out there were buying graphics cards left and right, and that's why we're still we're still we still have an inflated market with GPUs, right? Yep. Miners and are still buying it. Intel up. is trying to like we want to get in on that. I know I've been working for them for two years. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking at a roundtable discussion with Gadget360, Intel VP, and GM of Client Graphics Products and Solutions, Roger Chandler said that the company's forthcoming line of art graphics cards, codename Alchemist, will not include software lookouts and things of that nature. Quote, we're not designing the product or building any feature at this point that specifically targets miners, Chandler said. As far as actions were taken to avoid them, uh, avoid or lock them out. It's a product that will be in the market and people will be able to buy it. 
he added that it's not a priority for us while noting that we are designing into Arc and the Alchemist family of products as gamer first and creator first. GPUs and crypto mining. Intel is just one GPU manufacturer wrestling with the question of how to balance its competing customer bases. The traditional market for graphics cards, PC gamers, has been, uh, uh, what is it, upended? Upended. I, I never heard that word before. You up upended. Up, 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 ended. Oh, up ended. Up ended. Up ended. Oh, yeah, yeah. Up ended by the arrival of crypto miners who use the GPUs to mine cryptocurrencies such as Ethereum. Bitcoin miners have long since switched to dedicated ASICs hardware uh, hardware for mining. Rival GPU manufacturer NVIDIA has attempted to restrict crypto mining using its hardware, which there was a lot of protest against that. You guys were, um, you guys are, are very aware of that because you guys are like dedicated into mining too. So you guys are keeping on that, right? You guys have any two satoshis I mean, on I'm that? I'm still protesting the prices and the lack of no. supply. It's, yeah. How is, how how the pandemic didn't help at all, so... I, I don't mind them saying, hey, you know what? A 3080, we're selling them for $2,500. It is what it is. Rather than seeing them only available on Amazon for that price. And then on their their MSRP is what, 900 bucks? Oh, Good luck man. ever finding one. I, I doubt one was ever sold. And if it was sold, it was by a NVIDIA executive in a back room for many, many of them. Mm, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I remember. I, I think it's actually... Oh, sorry. No, they were. Remember, uh, Jake. They were selling batches of 100. Like, if you wanted them at, at an affordable, at a reasonable price, that you had to yeah, buy a yeah, batch of 100. 30 million dollars, like the company in, in Canada did when they bought a ton of the the uh, the non mining or no the, the mining only version from Nvidia. But I mean, I don't have 30 million dollars. Like, I don't have 30 yeah, million dollars to be doing crazy. something different with it. <laughs> that's crazy, man. You can stake that 30 million. Yep. Yeah, I think it's pretty clever what NVIDIA is doing, uh, pitting their customers against each other. Because I'd say like a lot of uh, GPU miners are also gamers and see the value. It won't surprise yeah. me as we as we get closer to the release of the Alchemist that there's going to be different variations of their of their uh, cards. You're going to have one that's strictly for um, gaming and it's going to have a block on it, and you're going to have one that's going to be even more expensive that's going to be for GPU mining. It wouldn't surprise I me. I hope that's... Intel doesn't go down that route. I, I have I a feeling. they're just there with it, and they're like, it is what it is. We'll see. No, we'll they're, see. They're ubiquitous. They're not going to do that, in my opinion. So. All right. All right. So, Jake, go ahead. Take the next one. All righty. Binance. Binance to delist Chinese yuan. Ha, ha, ha. Take that, Xi Jinping. Blockchain crypto traders in mainland China. Did you call him Chi Chi Ping? Xi Jinping. Chi Chi. Sorry, if I sorry if I butchered his name. I'm not exactly <laughs> fond of the man. Chi Chi. Okay, Chi Chi, Mister Chi Chi. Chi Chi. We'll tell him Chi Chi. Yeah, Chi Chi Ping. <laughs> oh, that should be on a sock. Uh, a picture <laughs> of uh, Winnie Chi -Chi the Pooh. Well, we just call Chi -Chi him Winnie the Pooh because he really hates being called Winnie the Pooh. So. Oh um, man. Because he looks like Winnie the Pooh. Binance, the world's largest crypto exchange. Oh, by the way, this is written by Andrew Askimov. The world's largest crypto exchange has announced that it will delist the Chinese yuan, CNY, from its over-the-counter trading desk. Binance OTC trading platform, also known as the C2C, customer-to-customer -customer marketplace, allows traders to pay, place orders with self 
selected exchange rates and payment methods to buy or sell cryptocurrencies with virtually any fiat currency, except CNY. In response to the regulatory requirements of the local government, Binance CDC will delist the CNY trading on December 31st, 2021. Not the end of Chinese New Year, by the way. Binance said in an announcement on Wednesday. In today's announcement, Binance also said that the exchange is planning to revise its current customer base to ensure that none of them are based out of mainland China. Shame on you. According to Binance, if the platform finds users in mainland China, their corresponding accounts will be switched to a withdraw-only mode, and the users will only be allowed to withdraw, withdraw, redeem, sorry, yes, that is withdraw twice, redeem and close positions. Binance withdrew from the Chinese mainland market in 2017 and does not engage in exchange businesses in mainland China, the exchange added. Binance Coin, otherwise BNB, the exchange native token, soared by more than 10% following yesterday's announcement of the launch of $1 billion fund to support the Binance Smart Chain development. Yay! Nice. However, immediately after the news of the upcoming restrictions for the Chinese users broke, the asset plunged from a high of 463 to 434. BNB shortly recovered after, though more, most likely on the back of the news that later Binance Launchpad will host a token sale for Italian soccer club Lazio's fanned token. Over the last 24 hours, BNB climbed to the spot, the third spot on the market cap rating, ratings, trading hands at 459 at press time, according to CoinGecko. The People's Bank of China issued another ban blanket ban on crypto trading in September, stretching the virtual currencies breed illegal and criminal activities such as gambling, illegal fundraising, fraud, pyramid schemes, and money laundering. Shortly thereafter, crypto exchange Huobi, is that right? Huobi uh, said mm -hmm. that it re restricted traders from mainland China for setting up new accounts and that existing Chinese customers would lose their access by the end of the year. KuCoin followed suit, stating that it had shut down the last remaining accounts operated by mainland Chinese residents. Remarkably, another major crypto exchange, OKX, has today made a similar announcement as well. However, it did not mention any plans to restrict Chinese users from its platform, saying that instead it does not promote or serve the Chinese mainland market. But, you know, if you're on a VPN, we don't we have a crap. And the, the platform's website cannot be accessed from mainland China. According to the OKX, uh, OKX rather, the exchange will continue to develop steadily in the international market and maintain the policy of exiting the Chinese mainland market, which also means not setting up offices or teams in mainland China. Boo hoo hoo, China. It's your own damn fault. Local crypto chain uh, reporter Colin Wu drew attention to the fact that OKX native token, OKB, surged immediately after the notice was issued. Wu also suggested that OKX will not only try to keep its Chinese customer base, but also to take over users from exchanges like Binance and Huobi, adding that OKB's price explained everything. I'm not, why? I'm not sad. Not why sad. is China doing this? Why? 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 I don't understand it. Is it because... It actually leads into our next article. Okay. Well, this is, I, I kind of want to jump into Binance real quick. So, obviously, we know from prior uh, articles that Binance has been really striving to make sure that their books are clean and uh -huh. obviously not offend any nations because for a while there, they were pretty much shunned on by many nations. You guys remember that? Yeah. Yes. Okay, cool. Awesome. Now they're trying to, uh, Chi Chi is trying to uh, reverse what he's, what he's done 
and trying to clean his books so he can be official in many nations. So I don't know. Is it going to be a good thing or a bad thing? Is it going to be? Is it going to be for for governments or is it going to be for the people? See, that's where that's where the line draws right there. Either you're for the people and you want to help the people out and and help uh, the Chinese obviously become more independent with their finances instead of dependent on the Chinese government. Um, and I'm sure China now that they have their uh, their their uh, C, uh, CBDC wallet. I'm sure that they're going to try to push that here in the coming years to uh, to the to their residents. But oh, yeah. not they, not only that already, I'm sure. Yeah, but not only that. Keep in mind that that Binance um, also has a a uh, a uh, a DeFi a DeFi platform, right? It's what is it? Uh, Binance dot io, I think it is. Are you talking about the the Dex? The Dex, Dex yeah. Dot org. Dot org, yeah. Binance org, yeah. What's what's to stop anybody from using uh, CYN on there? That's probably nothing since it's open. Right, exactly. So I mean, regardless, Binance is still going to make their money, right? It's just not going to be that easy. You got to be a little more smarter and know how to use crypto wallets and know how to plug into it. But you know, getting, a little... getting away from the centralization, you know, to the point where you can't. There is a website, right? Technically hosted somewhere for the Dex. Um, someone's hosting a, de- a Dex, but when, once we get to what Sean was talking about, wait, I don't remember how long ago this was, but six, three months ago or so, uh, the idea of having web hosting on the chain alone, and there's not really a location where it's hosted, mm-hmm. right? Right. And at that point, Dexes will truly be open and un, unimpeded by government. Mm-hmm. Hopefully soon, right? That's the goal. Yes. Fingers crossed. So we can get C3 Media website on there. Yep, and every other website for that matter. Oh, yeah, 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 every other website. And Chi-Chi's website as well. (laughs) So uh, our last article is by Scott Cipollina, and it's the U.S. becomes largest Bitcoin mining market after China's crypto ban, which is awesome. But at the Mm -hmm. same time, it's kind of, it makes me a little wary because it seems like such a bad decision. Because for years, one of the biggest anti-Bitcoin arguments is, oh, China controls most of the hash rate. You know, do you like communism? Do you hate America? Like, why do you like Bitcoin? Because Bitcoin is China. But they, for them to have to give it up, there's got to be some bigger play. Maybe the USD is just looking too good to them. And they're like, we'll get out of Bitcoin right now. Let's get all this USD or something. Um, but regardless, you know, China gave up the reins and... U.S. companies really picked up, picked up the ball and kept going with it. It's pretty cool. A lot of uh, Bitcoin mining companies. Some are now publicly traded. I think Riot, right? I've heard it's of Riot it. Riot publicly yeah. traded. Yeah, it's just pretty much a Bitcoin mine that you can invest in. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Riot is in Ch- is in Texas, but it is actually a Chinese com- uh, corporate. I don't think it's Chinese. Hmm. Okay. It's, um, what's the guy's but, but, name? The Bitcoiner? So, it's like Mitch or something. Doesn't ring a bell. I don't, mm. There's a it's SoftBank you're thinking of, right? SoftBank owns part of Riot. Mm. I thought it was, but, but I could. Oh no, Tencent. Tencent. Oh, That's Tencent. Yeah, company. Tencent. Tencent. Tencent yeah. owns is is the parent organization of Riot. Right, and Tencent really? is and Tencent is a conglomerate company Chinese. in China. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, it's a multinational conglomerate company that's based out of China. So. Correct. Yeah. 
Is there a TLD of this? Uh, too long, didn't read of this article. Is just pretty much the China ban eliminated mining out of China. You know, the U.S. is uh, seized the day the most. Yep. Kazakhstan and Russia follows the United States with shares of 18% and 11% respectfully. That's pretty cool. Kazakhstan, who would have known, huh? All right. That's cool. All right. Well, it just, it's interesting to see the shift in, in quote-unquote, not centralization of power, but centralization of function. I, I mean, look at the chart. If you scroll down a bit for the viewers that are watching, look at this chart. This is insane. Just look at how Your much. rate dropped 38%. That's insane. Yeah. And who's picking that up? That's uh, who's that dark blue one? Other. Other, yeah. Not who's... just not just China, but any anything that isn't the other majors. So. You see, where's the United States at? It's oh, we're way down there. Where, yeah. the pink one? The the very thick one, yeah. salmon colored. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, Chichi needs to bring it up then, right? <laughs> All right, so uh, let's see. Do we have any other articles we want to read that looks interesting down uh, from yesterday or the day before here? You guys see anything? No, we went, we looked at the IMF and the Solana one, but haven't gotten further than that. Stripe getting back into crypto after missing Bitcoin bounce. Board Ape Yacht Club NFT makers eye expansion at, at, into film, TV, music. Uh, Reese Weatherspoon gets into Ethereum NFT. Snoop Dogg gives advice. Of course, could <laughs> make your money. Coinbase NFT marketplace and social feeds coming this year, huh? What do you guys think about that? I like the one two back from there was the one about um, Board Eight Yacht Club? Club and NFT makers eye expansion into film, TV, and music, which is what we we're I was talking about earlier with the comedy stuff. Um, although it is just you know B A Y T B A Y C here, it's it's. I'm not so thrilled about Board Eight Yacht Club getting into it because it's you know people who made that that group and made their millions, but they have all this money now, so of course they're going to do something with it. Um, but I am for the idea of uh, more NFTs on film, TV, and music. That is, uh, yeah. as we were talking about before, IP stuff, uh, a very very good way for everything to go because it's trackable. Right? No, like one of the things I used to do with uh, movies before they were released. And I'm only aware of this because I was in an industry that did it for a short period of time. When they release a movie, pre-release a movie to to people to watch to view before it gets sold to everybody else or get you know sent to the theaters, um, each one of those people is has a tagged and tracked token, so they know what copy that you received. If that copy ends up on the internet somewhere or is copied by someone someone else at some point, you will be fined and removed from the club. This system it. can do that exact thing because it's all tracked in the ledger of the blockchain, and but we can see it for everybody, not just for the you know the uh, you know let's say thousand people who were given that one privilege with that company, hmm. um, and to me that's quite valuable. Um, we don't really have this issue. Maybe there will be some way of hacking it. I don't yet know, but um, this issue that we had with things like um, LimeWire way back in the day or, or oh, uh, Napster yeah. or things like that where you're just making thousands of copies and sending them off. Well, you can't because it's stuck on the blockchain. So, um, we to should me, talk the, more about this on Sunday. Yeah, the unique so identifier is actually quite useful. So, Interesting. Interesting. I remember that yeah, LimeWire. I used to use Ask Jeeves to download LimeWire. 
For those that <laughs> this is way before a lot of people were born, right? All these new uh, crypto crypto heads that are out here, they don't know Ask Jeeves. This is before Google. <laughs> what about Alta Vista. <laughs> Alta Vista. I don't know Alta um, Vista. That's before exactly. my time. Yeah, that's right. Um, Let's see. Binance launches one billion dollars in crypto fund. Crypto lending platform Celsius raises four hundred million dollars. I gotta read this. I gotta see what's going on here with Celsius. This is about Celsius. Yeah, let's see. Crypto lending platform Celsius raises $400 million, written by Scott Chaplina. Celsius Network, a cryptocurrency lending platform, has successfully raised $400 million, placing the value of the company now over $3 billion per the Financial Times. Despite the lofty figure, Celsius Chief Executive Alex Mashensky is reportedly more excited about the legitimacy the funding round affords to the company. It's not the $400 million, said Mashinsky. It's the credibility that comes with the people who wrote those checks. Celsius Regulatory Controversy. The fund... Uh, round and it's perceived uh, has come at the time of regulatory controversy for the company. On September 17, 2021, the New Jersey Bureau of Securities filed a cease and desist order against Celsius to stop the company from offering its high interest accounts to New, New Jersey customers by the end of October. On the same day, the Texas State Securities Board, uh, Board ordered Celsius to appear for a hearing on February 14, 2022. The Texas Authority has threatened to issue its own cease and desist order as well. Regulators are primarily concerned with Celsius crypto interest accounts, which allow customers to receive interest rates that are far higher than the traditional banks. BlockFi, uh, one of Celsius competitors, is currently being pursued along the same lines. BlockFi received a cease and desist order from the New Jersey Attorney General's Office in July of this year, followed by a series of additional orders from Texas, Vermont, and Kentucky. Celsius investors unfazed. Yes, I am unfazed by this. Despite the regulatory controversy, Celsius investors do not appear to be very concerned. Quote, it's quite typical for regulators to begin examining some of the market's lenders in order to clarify their own rules. This is part of the process. Uh, This is part of the process. Where am I? I lost my spot. This is part of the process of regulating a new market, uh, said Lawrence Tosi, executive of Westcap, who led the funding round for Celsius. We do not, in any circumstance, take customer assets or buy more of them, buy more of them, or sell them because this is not our business. Our business is to earn yield, and how we earn yield does not involve trading the asset itself. Mashinsky uh, reportedly added. All right, yes, love it. I love it. Mashinsky, good defense. Love the guy. Awesome. By the way, if you guys want to check out uh, the Celsius uh, weekly meetings, they have them on Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific time. So there you go. I like it. It's great. They're transparent about anything and everything. In fact, they even have a like a, a social blockchain, I guess. I don't know if it's really a blockchain. It's a social uh, smart contract where you can actually transparently see all the transactions that are going through uh, the network and, and who's doing business. Or, and yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. So, all right. Going to wrap this up? Yeah, let's wrap this Good. up. So, what do you guys think? Remember, if you, are, if you appreciate our content particularly if you're watching us on youtube please like and subscribe that helps us with the algorithm check us out on discord and we can send you invites there are links also on reddit if you want to support us you can support us through bitcoin ethereum finance or basic attention token otherwise known as bat everything that i just mentioned links for is in the description below on whatever platform you're either listening or watching us on awesome with that said we got a when you got cryptocurrency chat every Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific time. 3 p.m. 3 p.m. Pacific time. 3 p.m. Yeah. Oh.
Yep, it's fine. The the blog, the actual podcast happens at 2 p.m. and then in a cryptocurrency chat. Yeah. Chill and chat is uh, 3 p.m. on Sunday. It's not every Sunday. It's every other Sunday. So, um, but you guys can come and hang out and talk to us about uh, crypto. We'd love to have you. In Discord. Yes. Thank you, guys. Yep. All right. Mike, Jake, I salute you guys. Thank you for being on the podcast. It's always a great opportunity to be here. And for anybody that's out there listening around the globe, if you guys want to join us, once again, that is in Discord. Come hang out. With that said, until next time, stack sats and hodl. Adios.